I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Yeah, this is real life. Is this going to be forever? No. No, it won't be forever. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, multiple time guest, friend of the show, Lauren Gunn from the Locker Room app, as well as Mavs Moneyball now. Lauren, what you got for me? Man. I got a win for you yesterday. That's, we got that's a win. Yes. So, uh, so that's, that's good. Up. But uh, yeah, Josh Green starter minutes. Uh, I'm a fan of that. So things are good in my world. You're on the Josh Green train. Like you're. you're oh, you're, absolutely, absolutely. You're feeling the minutes. Carlisle was not feeling the minutes at the end of that last game. Here's my thing. <laughs> right now, things look a little interesting. So, like from the team, from from an I guess all encompassing perspective. So any minutes that you get right now, all I ask for is is effort. And he does give you that. Yeah. So the shots, I believe that the shots will come. I believe a lot of these rookies have been in a, in a really interesting kind of position and and leading up to even getting drafted. And now where they are, no summer league, there's just, there's so many variables. So I'm being patient. I'm still happy with the selection and and we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah. Patience. Yeah. Patience is something we should all give to some of these rookies, especially the short and off season and all that. But it has not been Carlisle's MO to give, certain rookies patience for sure in the past so we'll see what happens with that but on today's show lauren and i are going to break down the dallas mavericks where they are and i'm going to throw out some stats and throw out some different things and ask is this real or is it not is this a thing is it not there's all kinds of you know there's all kinds of noise out there right now i was putting out some stats today on twitter and people were saying that means nothing well and some people were saying oh that means everything so we're just trying to figure out what's real and what's not because the Mavericks have been without all these guys. I mean, we're going to talk about them. Let's get into it right now. So Josh Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith still out. They have been out since December 7th. So at least like Friday, if you're listening to this, this is the two-week mark, right? This is the two-week mark for those guys that have been out that tested positive for COVID-19. So they should be coming back soon, right? Like I'm not going to try to make any guesses. Maybe the injury report has come out by the time you guys have listened to this and something has changed. But I'm expecting those guys back for that Denver game on the 25th. We'll see what happens with them. Maxi and uh, Dwight Powell are also still out, according to the injury report. I think they're going to be a little bit longer. We'll see about them. But those guys are still out. They've been out for a while. The Mavericks are playing with the guys they have now. Four, Basically four uh, like rotation-level players, three starters, have been out for the Mavericks for a long time. Uh, the Mavericks are going to play tonight, if you're listening to this on Friday, 7.30 Central Time against the San Antonio Spurs. According to Bet Online, they are a three-point favorite over the Spurs. That's going to be an interesting matchup, especially with the Mavs being shorthanded. But they should be able to take care of business. I, we, like we talked about yesterday, I expect Porzingis to start again at the five. And the Mavs take care of business there. And then the Mavs play Houston. Now this is an 8 p.m. Central Time start. They, they pushed it back, the 30 minutes. I guess, I don't know what 30 minutes gives you, but they decided to push it back. They're playing the Houston Rockets. So that is a back-to-back. That is in San Antonio, and then the Houston game is is at home. So that's the upcoming schedule. That's what's going on with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, between those two games, which one are you most interested in, Lauren? That is tough. I'd say, I have to say Houston just because the rivalry. For me, I love the Houston-Dallas rivalry, even though the Spurs-Dallas is, is also just a, an, another big one. But for me, it's got to be Houston. Houston has a bunch of interesting things going on over there. You got the, the Steven Silas connection. So for me, it's definitely got to be Houston. I'm super interested in Houston because 
on the Lockdown Podcast Network, Jackson Gatlin of Lockdown Rockets, who is one of the one of the He's most great. tolerable Rockets fans I've ever come in contact with. I'll give him that. Like that's the one thing I'll say about him. He uh, he thinks that, and I don't know if he's trying to troll me or if he really thinks this. I think part of him really does believe this that Kristaps Porzingis, that, that Christian Wood is as good, maybe better than Kristaps Porzingis, and so he's been pushing that on me and sending me numbers and stats, <laughs> and he's been joking about it with me anytime we're on, you know, any kind of meeting or anything for Locked On, and so I'm interested to see that head to head, and I hope Porzingis just takes it to him and just completely. Like makes him look like Sabonis out there. That's what I hope. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> that's what I hope he makes him look like. So, uh, all right. There's uh, so those. That's the weekend. That's what's going on. Hopefully, we get some of those Mavs back. But without them, um, Luka Doncic has just been completely tearing it up as as expected. He was the MVP favorite to start the season. Lauren, has he done anything to change your opinion, whether you were for or against him being MVP to start the season? Oh man. Uh, I don't know that he's done anything to change my opinion. I think he's in a difficult position. A lot of people are are raising issue with the fact that we've only, the Mavs have only had one game that's suspended, but they're missing several key players obviously, and still without them. And so that's obviously wins go into the MVP vote and kind of how that all plays out and things that are taken into consideration. But, uh, and then obviously you got on, on a completely different note, you got KD coming in or coming back and, and doing what he's doing with, with Brooklyn and everyone's eyes are on Brooklyn. So it's, it's a little difficult right now and it's so early in the season, but as far as what he's doing, I mean, he's doing what Luca does. And so I think those shooting numbers need to get up a little bit more for, for people to even put more attention on him. But so far, I mean, th- between the triple doubles, just the way he plays, the, the, the plays that he's making, um, I mean, he's playing at that level in, in my opinion, but um I don't know if, if as a team and, and where we might finish, I don't know if that's going to be enough to, to outweigh some of, like someone like Kevin Durant who's on a seemingly much larger stage. Well, if, if Kevin Durant could ever beat Colin Sexton, maybe he could win an MVP. Maybe uh, that, could, you know maybe, what? You got me there. You got me there. Maybe oh he could God. win an MVP. <laughs> Luca's scoring has been kind of interesting recently. I think this is the big key for him with MVP is that the last couple of games, I mean, 13 points in the game against Indiana, 15 points in the game against Toronto. And we've talked about the reasons why they've been trapping him, running the box and one against him. And so there's been reasons why he hasn't been scoring in such huge numbers as he has in the past. But I think that will hold him back. He did have that 12-point game against Charlotte, that, like, terrible, awful, no-good game that the Mavericks have, probably their worst game of the season. And uh, so he did have he, that game. The scoring, I think, is is – something to look out for and maybe that's a product of him being out of shape and coming into camp not conditioned but that's one thing that i will look at and say that maybe he's changed my mind a little bit and the mavericks just being without guys having a 7-7 record you're not gonna win mvp as a 500 team right that has to change i expect it to change when they get guys back and if he keeps these stats you know hopefully it'll it'll change but he finally got his three-point percentage up from nine and a half percent to what is it 20 28 percent now so that that's a good that's a good jump for him but I, I don't I don't he I don't think he's the front runner anymore right I might have to look on bet online while we're talking to see what yeah their, what their I, I mean are now but I'd love to think that he is but I I don't I mean I'd say no I'd say I'd say that there are there are teams that are they're winning more and and maybe guys are playing better on a night-to-night basis which sounds crazy uh, seeing some of the things that Luca's doing, because even when even even when he's playing and he's not putting up crazy scoring numbers, just some of the plays that he's making and and 
opening things up for, for other guys has been huge. I mean, Trey Burke has come up huge in, in multiple games. So, and, and Tim seems to keep just catching fire from some nights. Other nights are, are not so good, <laughs> but, um, but on the nights that, that things are looking good. Uh, I mean, there are reasons that those looks are open. So I don't know, there's, there's things and reasons why that may be. And maybe Luca is, is responsible and, and, and helps set those looks up. But as far as the wins and, and what's directly in, in the stats, you're just, I don't know that it's it's quite there yet, but and it's it will be. Yeah, and it's kind of not his fault, right? He's made the right, right play, and so that's take that's taken his scoring down a little bit. He hasn't. He just wasn't taking as many shots. It's not like he took twenty shots and missed all of them. He <laughs> was making the right play, and the fact that the Mavs have missed guys affects their wins. So it kind of hasn't been his fault. He hasn't really done to answer my question to begin with. He hasn't done anything to change what I think about him as an MVP. He's he's mm-hmm. been doing all the right things, but he you know is not. To st- he's not the MVP to, to like at this point in the season. So I don't know who I don't know who is actually. If we're if we're just gonna look, yeah, maybe 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 Colin Sexton after that. It might be. It might <laughs> all be. I can think about is Colin Sexton now. It's all I've been doing all day. It's like <laughs> listening to Locked On Cavs, doing social media stuff for Locked On Cavs, like just pushing mm-hmm. pushing the Nets podcast and how they were talking <laughs> about Colin Sexton. That's all I've been doing all day. All right, coming up, let's talk more Dallas Mavericks. I got a bunch of stuff to throw at you. Is this real? Is it not real? We'll talk about that. Ask that of Lauren coming up. But before we do. Let's talk about Bet Online. We already talked about them a little bit, but Bet Online has all the NBA games. They're going to have the games that we for the Mavericks this weekend, like we talked about. They have San Antonio, the San Antonio game up right now. The Mavs are a three point favorite, which I think I would take that one too. I feel like the Mavericks are going to, again, start Porzingis at the five again. They're going to roll over San Antonio. We'll see what happens with that game, though. They don't have the odds for Houston up yet, but go check out betonline.ag. And while you're doing that, sign up for a free account, use that promo code locked on, get a 50% welcome bonus. When, with your first deposit and check out some of the other stuff. They have football coming up this weekend. They have conference champion. They have the uh, conference championships for the NFL. They're going to have Super Bowl odds. They already have lines for the potential Super Bowl matchups. There's all kinds of stuff you can check out with Bet Online. So go check it out. Again, don't forget to use that promo code Lockdown and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. And 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Lockdown Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Lockdown Bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Lauren. So is this real or is this not? The Dallas Mavericks have been incredibly better, like almost 30 like points in their net rating better with Willie Colley Stein on the floor compared to Dwight Powell. Is that real or is that just the numbers are just they're too it's too small of a sample size to tell right now? Oh man. I mean, I'd say that 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 that's real. I I I would believe that it it could be real. That's my that's my opinion. But it all, <laughs> it is also a, it is a small sample size, so that's kind of that's kind of tough, but I I mean, I'll say real. I'll say real. I, I think it's definitely real. I think that Willie Cauley-Stein does add something. I feel For like sure. the the people on the Willie Cauley-Stein train have really like dropped down after the last couple of games. He is it's driving me nuts. I don't, I don't know if you've seen that or not, but it just seems like they've really fallen off. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, with, with Willie Cauley-Stein on the court so far this season, 270 minutes, decent decent sample size. The Mavericks are 12.3 points per, points per 100 possessions better than, um, when, than they are on defense. And with Dwight Powell on the floor, Willie Colley Stein off the floor, that's 178 minutes. So about 100 minutes less than when Willie Colley signs on the floor. They're a negative 2.7 net rating. 
And their offense is terrible, by the way. The, the offense, <laughs> when Willie Collins has been on the floor, is 116.7 points per 100 possessions. And when Dwight's on the floor compared to, you know, and Willie off, it's 103.02 points per 100 possessions. So wow. that is a huge difference. The offense with Willie Collins on the floor has been as good as the Mavericks offense was last year. And with Dwight on the floor, it's been as bad as like the Knicks last year, just like a terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible offensive rating. So there is something to that. I, I believe it. I think that, that, that Willie is the better answer. Dwight Powell, he, we've talked about him too much. He's not played, mm-hmm. but that's one of the first things that really stuck out. And I wanted to see if you thought it was real or not. Yeah. All right. The big thing that I was breaking down today is when Luca and, and Christoph Porzingis are on the floor, when one of them's on the other one's off and vice versa. And I was looking at last year's numbers. So last year's, when Luca and Porzingis are both on the floor, that was like a thousand minutes. It was a, it was a ton of time that they were on the floor. Their net rating was four was plus four point five. So good net rating. They're scoring more than they're allowing, which is awesome. Their offensive rating was one hundred and eighteen point three, which is crazy. There's a crazy offense when Luca and Porzingis are on the floor, as expected. Last year. When Porzingis was on the floor and Luca was off, so that bench unit with Porzingis on and Luca off, their net rating was positive 9.8. So it was even better than when Luca and Porzingis were on the floor. So if you're following me there, the Mavericks mm-hmm. were really, really good in those minutes. Mm-hmm. This season so far, it's only been 45 minutes, so a real small sample size. Something to watch out for. Porzingis on the floor, Luca off the floor. The Mavericks are on minus 27.3 net rating. They're, they're absolutely getting crushed defensively. Like, uh, their defense is allowing 127 points per 100 possession. That's a ton of numbers just to say. Right now, the Mavericks are really, really struggling when Porzingis is on the floor and Luka is off. There's a ton mm-hmm. of different factors to that. Mm-hmm. But is that something or is that nothing? Oh, man. I mean, I think it's – are we talking like significance? Is this something or is this nothing? Because if that's... Oh, there's lo- there can be levels to it. Okay, because if we're talking about significance, you mentioned the small sample size, and I think that that's kind of the key to it because I have a lot of faith in Trey Burke and, and even in Jalen Brunson, even though some there have been a couple of moments where I've been struggling with Jalen Brunson. But right. um, you're losing... You're, you're, again, you're, you're down a, a number of guys and have been for, for a good stretch here. So I don't know which minutes are included and from which games, but you're going to have to stagger Luca and KP even more when, when you're missing even more of your key guys. Like, you've got to spread that a little bit. And so when if you're looking at a lineup that has Trey Burke and Tyrell Terry as your backcourt, and then you're, you have Porzingis in there because you're just trying to throw some weapons while also still giving your, your starting group uh, breaks. There have been experimental lineups and, and tough moments. And so um, I, I, I don't think that it's necessarily super, super worrisome. I think, I think things are going to look very different when we get our full group together because I, we haven't played one game this season where we've had everybody. Uh-huh. So that's crazy to think about and thinking about what, I mean, for me personally, I can't wait to see what that does for uh, Josh Richardson. That's my main focus mm, and what, how yeah. that opens things up for him. Um, but yeah, so, so anything that's anything like team wise that, that hasn't looked so good. So I'm not really taking too much, reading too, too much into it because we're just, we're not our team. Like we're, we're a little, little under understaffed right now. I know I keep trying to pull stuff and I keep trying to say, all right, what is, what is this Mavericks team? And it's just so hard to tell right now because they've been missing so many guys to miss four rotation guys is, is a huge amount. And that's 
45% of your rotation. That's wild. So I don't think this is anything now. I, I tweeted this out and people were saying, why do you, you're inciting blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but <laughs> I, I think what this means is it's something to watch out for. It's something to watch out for. The fact that the Mavericks were successful last year when Porzingis was on and Luca was off because their bench units have been so good. Carlisle's been able to figure out these bench lineups that have worked really well. And this year so far, they haven't really found one yet. It's still super early. They have not had, I mean, Porz the five man lineup with Porzingis without Luca, there's, they've only used like four of them multiple times. It's just, there's so many different, there's like 10 different lineups, 11 different lineups that Carlisle has used off the bench with Porzingis. So there's not a lot of continuity. There's, you know, Porzingis is obviously playing with like third string players at that point because the bench has been moved up to the starters. And then, you know, the, the guys that were third string now move up to the bench unit. So I don't think that's nothing, but it's something I'm going to be watching out for to see those kind of minutes because that's where the Mavericks have been struggling. And when Luka goes off the floor, the Mavericks have to take over. It was something that we were really watching these last couple of games. Isaac even mentioned in the last couple of podcasts that um, in a recent game, the Mavericks did really well when Porzingis was on and Luka was off. And so that's really key for this team. And Porzingis getting back to his own ways and figuring out how to score. And apparently that's that's doing the, that's him playing the five and so that's the next thing i wanted to talk about is after the game isaac and i talked about this at length yesterday but i want to get your opinion on it porzingis mm -hmm. said that i play better at the five than i do at the four and he would rather play the five than at the four but still there's that sense that well if you run him at the five all the time he's eventually going to run into a center that he's going to play up against and he might get hurt he might get banged up like is it something or nothing that porzingis has a preference and that you know, that preference might like put him in harm's way. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. Like Porzingis right. at the five, is that something or nothing? Uh, it, it's something, I'd say it's something on some nights because I, I, I'm with you. I think that there are, there are nights when you're going to run into a big and you, you got to prioritize. It doesn't mean that if he's at the five, then you're not going to win, but you kind of got to think long-term and, and say, you know what, is it, it might be more wise to to limit risk or to put someone that's a bruiser up on someone like Joel Embiid, who sometimes I feel like doesn't necessarily have a ton of body control and you don't want to be putting someone in a position that that's risky. So uh, I'm all for Porzingis playing the five. I think he's comfortable. I think he has a lot of versatility there. I did say that I wanted to see what Willie looked like in the starting lineup and I liked it for a minute there, but I think I just, I don't know if, if that's like the key or that's what it's meant to be. I, I'm still, I, I go back and forth, but I, I like, I like minutes where you, or stretches where you see Porzingis and Willie in together, but I don't know if that needs to be your starting front court. So, um, but as far as KP starting at the five, uh, I'd like to see it. I think maybe like 70% of games, maybe that's what you see if it opens things up for him offensively. Uh, but yeah, on the defensive end, and I guess even on the offensive end, you want to limit the the contact and the collisions and, and the situations that he's in. So if that means you throw James Johnson at the floor or you throw Maxi in there or anyone else that will bang against someone like like Joel Embiid or, or Anthony Davis or even Jokic or, or anyone that's that's dominant like that, I think that's what you do because you got to find other ways to be to create offense or, or be creative uh, it, it, and prioritize that over putting someone in a situation where they could get hurt. And I know you can't just worry and be like well well what if what if what if but i mean they are valid concerns and so hey, I that's think all that, that's all we do here is say what i if. mean i i mean i do it, I do it too because i'm sitting here saying um, the reason i was pushing for willie was because i was like i don't care who's banging against opposing bigs as long as it's not porzingis and so <laughs> right um and, and and dwight powell wasn't doing a good enough job for me so i don't know who it needs to be i i think there's a, a solid argument for maxi 
Um, and so we'll see what happens. But I think Porzingis at the five is something that that would be good. But I think that there are many times where it's that's not the answer and you, you need to prioritize other things. All right, coming up, I want to talk a little bit more about this Porzingis at the five and what it means. And then we're going to go through some of the, the you know, the, the numbers as far as players that have missed games and what does it mean for the Mavericks? Can we take anything from it? What have we learned from this team? We'll talk about that with Lauren coming up. Go behind the scenes of the game that you love and get all sides of the story with Rejecting the Screen podcast each week. Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko get personal while interviewing players, coaches, media members, all the people who make up the NBA. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Lauren. So I wanted to keep talking about Porzingis at the five because I think it's the big conversation this week. And I think if you look at the schedule, like let's look at some of these teams coming up, and I think they can get away with this against a bunch of teams. San Antonio, they're going to start Lamarcus Aldridge and you know a wing at their four spot. Houston is going to start Christian Wood probably, and then you know Tucker or somebody else at the four spot. You, you can get away with Porzingis against Christian Wood. They're like essentially the same build, right? Like <laughs> Christian Wood is like a shorter, like just as skinny guy as Porzingis. Right. Denver, that one's kind of interesting with Jokic. We'll see how that works out. I, I I think you start a five there. That might be that's another like Bobon game, right? He always seems yeah. to do well against against Denver. Denver. Mm-hmm. Then Utah twice. Gobert. I'm not. I, I, that mm-hmm. one's that one's really weird. Like they probably will start Porzingis at the five because that, then you pull pull Gobert out of the paint and all that. It's just right. what do you give up on on the defensive end? And I think you can get away with that there. They play them mm-hmm. twice. Then they play Phoenix twice. You can get away with playing Porzingis against Aiton for sure. Then they play Atlanta. Then they play Golden State, like Minnesota, Atlanta again. I mean, <laughs> we're starting to get through this. New Orleans is the game after that that I don't think they can get away with Porzingis at the five. But we're talking, like, I just went a month into the future, basically, and I think they can right. get away with this. So they might be running this and, you know, running Porzingis at the five more. And I think they, they need to take advantage of this February month for sure because – they, hopefully they get some of these guys back. They need to go on a good run, get a good cushion in this Western Conference because teams aren't really running away with it. And so to, to rack up some wins, I think they can do that in this stretch with if they uh, if they do this poisoning is the five thing. Yeah, I, uh, I I think the biggest area of concern would be Utah, at least for me. I think Jokic. He moves a little bit slower, and so sometimes like having that length, I would be okay with rolling Porzingis out there at the five. Um, Gobert he's he's a little bit more on the on the slight side as opposed to being a little like having more of the bruiser body so i i'd be okay with that there are just sometimes uh the reason that that one is the most the biggest area of concern for me is just because he's so aggressive on the boards and so i don't need somebody going in there and taking him out or, or anything like that um and so that that's just my worry but again you can't you can't worry too too much but yeah the rest of those teams and and even the, the teams that I mentioned, I would be very interested to see him him roll that at the five. And if you get Maxi back in there, I think those are also no. solid matchups where you can maybe throw Maxi in there at the four. Uh, and I, I would really like to see what that looks like and and just kind of go from there. Changes a lot if you get Maxi back, right? If you Absolutely. get Maxi back, I think it just changes everything. That Denver game all of a sudden looks not as you know intimidating to play because then I'll, then you put then you put Maxi as the, you're you know defending the defending Jokic and all that. You're really concerned about Porzingis getting injured, and I think that's a, a thing that all Mavs fans share right now, right? It's kind of the, like the, I guess an elephant in the room. It's more like just the the thing that nags us in the back of our mind is that is this guy going to go down again? Is, is it is it is it holding you back from really embracing him as like a second star? Because it seems like it is for a lot of Mavs fans that I interact with. 
I, it definitely seems like a lot of people uh, struggle with that. I see a lot of like trade scenarios or even trade suggestions, which I am not, I, I'm not on that train. I absolutely think Porzingis is the, the second star and I, I like the role that he's in. And I think he's still, even though he's been here for uh, how, you know, how long he has been here, I think he's still kind of working in and, and adding things to his bag and, and working and kind of clearing out his spot within the offense. And, uh, and so I, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be excited to see how he continues to grow um, and I think, I mean, yeah, I, I absolutely am concerned about his injury because if he were to, uh, not that I, I think about trading him, but if he were to have another significant knee injury or even just leg injury this Oof. season, people around the league would view him as a complete liability. It'd be and, like John just, Wall, right? Like was- yeah. People would, his, his value would just plummet and, and not that, and I'm not just talking about trade value, but I'm talking about like free agent attraction value and and not that I mean that's a whole other conversation but um I I I while I am concerned about the injuries I'm not I don't think that he's destined or I don't think it's a matter of of when I, I don't have that mentality it's really just if you can, can do as much as you can to control certain situations why wouldn't you do it and so I think that that's where Dallas is at and I think that they're continuing to work with him on on not just trying to or like in the past not just trying to rehab but also being preventative and, and proactive. And so uh, I'm not like concerned about it or waiting for it to happen, but I, it's definitely something that is in the back of my mind because if that were to happen, that would mean that would be a big, big problem. Yeah, that would suck, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it, would it, would, suck. it would suck a lot. It would change a lot of things about this team. At least they have that max cap space this you know next off season so they could add somebody. And mm-hmm. if Porzingis does go down, maybe they decide to add a big man then that they can – you know, and they can replace him. They don't have to worry about fit as much if, if he does go down. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of, of weird things there. He's only played five games now. It seems like man, oh wow, he hasn't he hasn't been back that long. So, yeah. uh, all right, let's go over some numbers. Um, Isaac tweeted this out today. I thought it was interesting. It was it was worth going over. So the Mavericks are seven and seven. They've played fourteen games. Obviously, they've played ten road games. Is that something or nothing? I think it's I think it's something. A lot of games on yeah. the road. Yeah, I mean, people talk about the the impact of fans, and obviously that's not there. But it's it's about playing in <laughs> the Pacers fans of, didn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the comfort of, of your arena, and just I mean, I definitely think that there are some some factors there. Uh, the other day when we played Toronto, uh, the Fox Sports Southwest crew was talking about how they don't have a home. They're playing where are they playing? And are they playing Tampa? In Tampa. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Tampa. They don't, they go out on the road and then they come back, except they're still on the road. And so it's like, I definitely think that that has an effect on you. Not that Dallas is in the same situation as Toronto, but uh, I want to say out of the first 17 game, uh, I'm going to mess up the numbers, but a a large portion of the first 14 games, they've played 10 road games, 10 road games. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Like that to me, that, that is absolutely something. Uh, I don't think it's, it's uh, like a, uh, an answer to to why some things might have not gone your way, like uh, yeah, Chicago yeah. and Charlotte. <laughs> but uh, I think it definitely is something. The Mavericks have used in 14 games eight different starting lineups. This is something. I mean, this has to go with the, you know, this has to go with the COVID protocols and guys testing positive and all that. I mean, what's your ideal starting lineup? I guess if, since they've used eight different, what's the ideal one? If everyone was healthy, my ideal starting lineup would be Luca, Josh Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi, and Porzingis. That would be mine. See, that's mine. Isaac says that See? we should put Tim Hardaway in there instead of Dorian. But. No. No, I – well, my opinion is that Tim 
I was worried. I was on, I was with Isaac. I was worried that Tim would kind of, after last season and how he looked off the bench as a put versus being a starter, I was worried at what that would look like, but Ben, he has made a case as to why he has no problem coming in and, and providing that offensive boost off the bench. So uh, yeah, uh, that's just where I stand, but I, I can completely see why many people would have all sorts of different answers. It's just going to matter who closes. And, and mm-hmm. then at that point they're going to say, okay, if Tim's really hot in this game, then we can put him, you know, we right. can put him in instead of Dorian. If they need more defense, then they can do that. And that's why we were so excited to have a super deep roster. And now the deep roster is being tested in ways that we <laughs> didn't imagine right. games missed due to injury 12 for the Mavericks. Porzingis has missed the most. I think with this, uh, he's missed nine games. So they've missed a, a bunch of guys due to injury games missed due to health and safety protocols. This number 26, They've missed, they missed 26 games they've had. You know, man, that's that's wild to have that many guys be missing for this team. Mm. So yeah. that's definitely – I think that's something. I mean, I'm not even going to let you answer that one. Is, that is definitely <laughs> something that's the reason why this team is where it is right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, continuity. I mean, you mentioned continuity. That's a huge, huge thing, whether it's starting lineups, your rotation, all of it. I think it all it's all relevant, and, and if you can't – if you're constantly switching up the starting group, which you would do anyway, depending on matchup, but you don't want to be tweaking it so drastically on a night to night basis. And so, um, I don't know, even talking about like shooting rhythms, some guys, they, they get their confidence and their shots start to, to fall a little bit more when they're in kind of a similar, similar role. And, and yeah. uh, so well, if, we if thought that's not, what we thought about Tim. Right. So, yeah. So it, it all, to me, it, it's all relevant and it all applies. So I don't know. Hopefully when, when we get these guys back, hopefully they, they, they stay healthy and, and things go according to plan. And, and again, we can just take it from there, but we're not there yet. And so I think it just, you kind of just got to take it as it comes. There are certainly games that you need to go out there and win, but some of the tougher games where you end up like the Milwaukee game, when it comes right down to the end and you lose, it sucks to lose, but should we have even been close in the first place? In my opinion, no. Yeah, Josh Richardson's only played eight games. That's definitely something too. I mean, to put that in perspective, I mean, he barely even started. They didn't have they didn't have a lot of preseason, and so they didn't have a lot of training camp. There was like there's been nothing. That's like his start. Boom, right there. Boom, like eight That's games. Nuts. That's his only introduction. So, yeah. All right, Lauren, let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Elgon with four N's. Uh, yeah, a little complicated, but um, I'll put yeah, a link in the description of the podcast. Oh, perfect, perfect, great. So. Yeah, I'm mainly active on Twitter, and you can also uh, come follow us on Locker Room. My link to the Locker Room app is on there. We are always having interactive conversations, talking about general NBA and just Mavs-related stuff. So anyone that wants to join that conversation, that's always a fun time. There you go. And you can also read on Mavs Moneyball as well. Everywhere. 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 I was was telling Lauren before this that Lauren is in the same place I was in like four or five years ago. Four years ago, I guess. Writing for Moneyball, doing my own podcast, still in school. It's wild. (laughs) It's crazy. Good times. There you go. Lauren, thanks so much. Guys, we will be back with a post game following the San Antonio game as well as the Houston game. So subscribe if you're not. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. It's okay, bud. You feel good? I can't see anything. Yes, you can. Stay in your seat. Uh